0: Welcome to the Authority of Love. My name is Greg Williams, and thank you once again for joining us on the Authority of Love broadcast at WJMM 99.1 FM, Central Kentucky Christian Radio, or on the podcast that you can find in a couple of places. Go to WJMM.com and look at the podcast tab near the upper, click on that, and then click on the Love and Lordship links, and you'll find today's and the previous two days podcast. You can also find it at loveandlordship.com, that's our ministry Website, and uh, you can find there many others on Vimeo uh, videos and on Podbean. You'll find podcasts, and there's articles there that will have scripture text linked that I use in these. So um, I look forward to hearing from you, and thank you for those who are encouraging and supporting and who do contact us. Uh, Now, thanks for joining us again for this second of several weeks in this amazing Names of God series, revealing. God's names for who he is and his character for all that he does in line with those names. Today's names, as we kick off week two, are certainly a mix that causes us to both marvel at who he is and wonder as some of the names give us pause, not because of him and his character, but because of our finite understanding along with our desire to define things our own way rather than accept God and his names at his word. So again, you can find this in other places, but I'm going to move on since I've shared that. Uh, you can contact me at loveandlordship at gmail.com. Love and Lordship, spell it all out together. loveandlordship at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. And so as we continue with these names of God, we're in part five, we're doing four a week as long as we're doing our Family Foundation Fridays. And uh, those are going to go on for a little while longer at least and maybe throughout the whole year. So we do four weeks. Last week, we introduced the first four four programs, which had 12 names because we do three names each day. So the next three names here in part five, uh, you're going to find out. You better get ready because these names will shake you up a bit in their contrast, and yet I pray that we will see and know more of God's love through his name. That's his purpose, and that's our prayer and our desire. What comes to mind when you think of jealousy, holiness, compassion. Now how in the world in our again finite understanding how in the world do all of these represent names of God and portray who he is especially the jealousy part right? Our very first name today is a difficult one but we must understand it to know how far-reaching his love for us is. I begin with today's names with the powerful verse from Scripture, and I'm going to begin doing this in each program. And the Scripture will take a text from God's Word that points to the, the majesty, the reverence, the way we ought to respond to His name. There's many of them in Scripture, so I'll be pointing those out as well. And today's comes from David as king and psalmist. He states in Psalm 138:2, I will bow down toward your holy temple." And give thanks to your name for your mercy and your truth, for you have made your word great according to all your name. You see, it's his name, it's his character, it's who he is that makes his word truthful and integral and powerful and perfect. So the first name, as I've alluded to already, is we're going to find it in Exodus 20, verse 5, and again in verse in chapter 34, verse 14 of Exodus. So prepare yourself because today's first name of God is a difficult one. However, it will truly help you understand more fully His perfect love toward us and for us and how we can grow in Christ from imperfect fleshly lust to His kind of selfless self-giving love. Today's first name of God is found, as I said, in Exodus 25 and 34, 14. And it means, it it states that he is Elkanah, Q-A-N-N-A, Elkanah or K-A-N-N-A. And it means the jealous God. See what I mean? Uh, Oprah Winfrey, again, falling for her own and others' own finite understanding and defining of what jealousy means because in our fleshly lives and thinking and worlds, it's not a good thing. She said she couldn't accept the God of the Bible because of this very name for him. So she, along with many others, now know who he is better than he does instead of being willing to work through this and more fully know and love him because that's exactly what this and every name does. You see our love apart from him is actually not love at all, but rooted in our flesh, and that's why they're mistaken. We love only because he first loved us. 1 John 4:19. We've used that many times in the authority of love broadcast and it's in our book. We see jealousy only through our fleshly emotions and experience. God's jealous love, however, is actually rooted in the Hebrew word for zeal or zealous, zealousy. And because his love is completely selfless and self giving, his jealousy is for our good. We see this in the first three of the the Ten Commandments from both Exodus 20, verses 1 through 7, and Deuteronomy 5, 6 through 11. These texts say to have no other gods before him, to make no idols to worship no other gods and never take his name in vain. Why? Because he knows that when we do that, we destroy ourselves. He is jealous or zealous for the kind of love that he has for us and wants us to know it. He will not force it. That's where our fleshly love and jealousy and lust comes in. You see, why is his jealous love then a result of his zeal for us? Because he knows that any love that is rooted in or that we place in anything else other than him will ultimately destroy us because it's not really love. I have air quotes over love when I do that. If you're listening, if you're watching in the video, you'll see that. You see, his jealous love truly is for our good and his glory. Paul describes his jealous love in Christ. Remember, one of our prayers is that we see that Jesus is God in the flesh, the very God God. Almighty in the flesh, because every one of these names we find them, he, he, he has described or named the same thing in the New Covenant. In 2 Corinthians 11:2, he applies the selfless love of Christ for his people, the church. That same pure love jealously extends to us through His spirit, given to us in Christ, as we see it also in James 4 verse five. It is for our good, And again, anything else ultimately destroys us. So we see his name uh, applied to Christ as God in the flesh and to the Holy Spirit as the third part of God, the three in one. We must see this through the truth of his perfect love and not our warped fleshly love that is actually lust. Our fleshly jealousy is sin. His jealousy or zealousy, is perfect love that we can know in Christ as his love is that. He is jealous or zealous for what is best for us. That's what his love desires. It's not for him. It's for us. God's jealous love in Christ, unlike ours, which is for selfish reasons, is to keep us from all others that would destroy us. God jealously loves us far too much to allow us to chase after that which would separate us from his love, and be our eternal ruin. Psalm 135.3 says, praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing praises to his name, for it is lovely. So we cannot think of this in terms of our idea of jealousy and know that it's lovely. You see, that, that scripture was one of my devotional texts recently. And I couldn't help but think of how the Holy Spirit was simply confirming a better understanding of who God is by looking at and getting to know His names and all they represent about Him and to and for us. Our next name of God in today's message is found in Exodus 31, 13, in which God, in commanding His people to keep the Sabbath, gives us His name that explains the reason for the Sabbath. I am Jehovah Mekodishim the God who sanctifies you or the God who makes you holy, sets you apart. And we're going to find out in a moment that Jesus Christ is the only one that could do that. God in his own nature of love has chosen to point us to holiness in the Sabbath as we honor him by keeping it, not just on a particular day, but also in principle and moment by moment. But he didn't stop there. Because you see, in Christ's finished work on the cross and out of the tomb, He has made holy all who will by faith submit to him. Through the Sabbath, God pointed to his holiness and our unholiness and our need to keep the Sabbath in an obedient effort, loving effort to recognize that very thing. We could not do so because of sin. Pride gets in the way. We want to earn more and do more and get credit for more. In Christ, though, we literally he has made Jehovah Mekodishkim to us. He, is, he has made us holy, sanctified us, set us apart and made us acceptable, as we find in Romans 12:1 and in 1 Corinthians 1:30. 1, Both of these talk about it' Christ who sanctifies us or that we are sanctified and made holy. and we know that it's Christ that has done this. Christ is not only holy and our holiness, but he makes us holy, and we can live that out by faith through grace every day. We ought to praise the Lord and give him thanks continually for that. May we live like it as Peter said, repeating from Leviticus, be holy as I am holy, 1 Peter 1.16. Our final name today in this message is one that we all will love, for it is God revealing himself in Deuteronomy 4.31 as El Rakhoum. The God of compassion. Now, you see, jealousy, we have difficulty understanding. Holiness, we don't know if we can obtain. But compassion, we love it. And yet, they're all part of God. And they're all part of who he makes us to be in Christ. Throughout Deuteronomy chapter 4, Moses is explaining very prophetically what the future of the Israelites will look like with regard to their running away from God after false gods, returning to him, and then seeking him again with all their heart and soul. Verse 29. And then he's God in verse 31, he says, God, a compassionate God, El Rachum, after they did all this and turned their back and ran from him and rebelled against him, would hear them and would not abandon them, but would remember his covenant with them. He does the same for us in Christ, because Jesus is God in the flesh. We see it over and over again by these names and by what we see of Jesus in the New Testament. There are numerous scriptures in the New Testament that reveal Christ as the compassionate God, El-Rachum. Here are just three. Matthew 14, 13 and 14, the compassion and healing he had in, in, in healing the sick in the multitudes. In Mark 1, 40 through 42, he healed the outcast leper. And in Hebrews four fifteen, he says, He is our forever high priest who empathizes with us with great compassion. Let me wrap this up and remind us of the three names again. Day is food for thought. God, as Elkanah, is a jealous or zealous God, but it is totally selfless in that it is for our good. He is for our good as the only way we thrive or flourish is in his love. That's why he's jealous for us to know it and to live it out. He is Jehovah Mekodishkim, the God who sanctifies you or the God who makes you Holy. We can only stand before God is holy and thanks to Christ, he has made us holy or we would be forever lost. Finally, he is El-Rakum, the God of compassion that we all need and love to experience as we seek him with all our heart and stay close to him. Jesus has made that possible. Four action items. Read the scriptures in this message and ask the Holy Spirit to teach you. Write down what each of the names of God in this message means to you. Number three, how does an understanding of God's jealous love help you understand his love contrasted with our fleshly jealousies? How might that help you in your relationships? And number four, we are called to be holy, and yet we can't be apart from Christ. What does this name of God do to help you desire to walk in his holiness in Christ? Join us tomorrow for more Names of God and invite others to do the same. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for your prayers. Thanks always to the Lord. Make it a great day, and God bless in Christ. Stay tuned for Bill Rees, encounter, and later on for my friend Greg Horn, and hope is here. I'm Greg Williams, and you're listening to The Authority of Love.